Lewis and Brian Wampler with another episode of the Chasing Tone Podcast, a podcast about guitars, amps, effects, as well as a healthy dose of interesting off-topic discussions. Joining me today again is Blake Weiland, host of the Tone Mob Podcast, an entrepreneur and effects pedal junkie, as well as Richard Oliver, Wampler's own man of many hats, a longtime tone chaser and a digital entrepreneur. Hello, fellas. Yo. Good evening, gentlemen. What's going on? Mm. I'm putting the plectrum down. I'm not touching it anymore. I'm moving it over here. There will be no more plectrum noises. Oh, I'm playing with it. You can't stop me. I've been doing it for years. But you're on a stand-up um, desk, so, so if you drop it, we won't hear it. Yeah, I see. Well, it'll be louder because it'll oh. be traveling faster by the time it hits the ground. So, so Blake, I have a question. Yes, sir. You apparently predicted the future, predicting Amazon basic pedals in like 2017 or something. Was it episode yeah. 109 or 190 or something? One, I think 190. Who pointed that out? Uh, I don't have it up now, but one of our friends on, I think, was it was the Wampler Tone I'm Group? It was the Tone Group. To that comment, Brian. Do I? <laughs> Sit again. Move along swiftly. <laughs> Anyways, my point is, um, if you could predict the future like that, what type of stocks should I buy? Yeah. What, what lo- type of cryptos should I buy? What you know, the numbers? great, the great thing about my future predicting abilities is that. Uh, I won't remember it, and I will not act <laughs> upon it uh, in any way, shape, or form because uh, I did not remember that I had said that at all. <laughs> but I was telling, I was showing my wife this morning. Well, we should probably explain ourselves a little bit. Sure, sure, sure. In episode one ninety of this podcast, I don't remember, know what we were talking about on the whole episode, but in one section, it was this was from twenty seventeen. I said. What are we going to do when Amazon Basics pedals come out? You know, they're going to have like a green overdrive or something and put everybody out of business. And I was just kind of joking. Um, but fast forward, I don't know, what was it? A year and a half later, maybe somewhere in that ballpark. So. Yep. They did exactly that. Minimum. I think you're <laughs> way ahead of your time. It was Rob Linegar, by the way, on um, on the One Platone group. Okay, there you go. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for pointing that out. So basically, I need to pick your brain. You know, I'm thinking crypto, um, you know, Bitcoin, obviously. Um, you know, are you thinking so mana? Just gonna, just I mean, should I put some me? money in mana? I think you're just, are you just asking me for what I think is going to happen? Because I've, <laughs> I've so far had one thing. You're 100%. Through. You're, you you're could, one, for, one for one, though. You're 100% at this point. You can actually guarantee a, a good result here, Bri. Because if you ask me my opinion of whatever it is Blake predicts, and you do the exact opposite of what I suggest, if it matches what Blake suggested, it, it's true. It, 100% dead cert to make you money. Right. So, oh, well, I like this. We're, we're giving point. you like a divination method from, you know, the future here, Bri. You soak it up. So, so basically, if Blake's like, definitely mana, and you're like, don't do mana. Then I'm like, that's 200%. Exactly. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely do mana. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to throw, let's let's put it this way. I'm not going to tie up my life savings uh, in it, but I'll throw a, a guitar pedal or two's worth of money at mana. Uh, I think that's worth that gamble. See what happens. Because mm. if I had done still... the same thing with Bitcoin, when I knew about Bitcoin, I knew about Bitcoin very, very early. Oh, here it was go, like, Mr. I mm, saw Bitcoin coming. I had I didn't. Bitcoin did. No, I didn't see it coming. Yeah. I knew it was, th- I knew about it, but I thought it was rubbish. So I didn't see it coming <laughs> at all. But if I had invested <laughs> when I knew man. about it, it was like 10 bucks at the time. Yeah, yeah I, no, me oh, too, geez. man. I, I was talking about uh. it seven years ago or whenever it was and like mm-hmm. this is ridiculous who's gonna put their money into this <laughs> that's what i and said i i still think we need pedal coin we still need uh pdlc pedal coin pedal coin mm-hmm. the, the the key will be getting all the other manufacturers to accept pedal coin <laughs> that's true that will be i mean you'd true. only need you'd probably only need a syndicate of three so I mean, we can be one of them for sure because we are the inventors. I know someone who could write this as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can do this. Let's make pedal coin a thing. I know we definitely could do tokens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Pedal coin. I'm. I'm just saying there's there's literally something out there called diarrhea coin. So I don't mm. think that like 
It's probably not, all that hard not, these days. I don't there's think a, that that's there's a, a lot solid of new investment, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of new cryptos coming out. Some of them are pure poopy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Liquidity, liquidity is always an issue with uh, <laughs> with cryptos like that, I find. <laughs> oh, Whoa. I hope no one is eating right now. <laughs> Richard is on today. I liked those. Those hey. were zingers. Thank you. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure, Blake, always. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, uh, we should definitely do the pedal coin thing because I like money. Have I mentioned that before? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I man. think it'd be uh, quite interesting, you know, mm. if, we, if all, all the manufacturers took pedal coin. You don't you know? need boss and us to do it. And <laughs> it would give people enough of a, a, you know, they'd be like, well, if these dudes are doing it, you know, we're obviously a very serious business. Um, <laughs> Clearly. Right, yeah. Every, everything we do is completely serious, basically. Very serious. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like it. Mm, good. Right. Uh, what else have you predicted in the past? Well, Brian predict, predicted the fart pedal yep, on that's episode right. eighty-eight. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember to make that. Fun of that. Mm-hmm. I remember when you uh, when you when you brought that up, and I was that thinking was, when yeah. it came out, I was like, I feel like Brian talked about this at one point. Yeah. That was my go-to thing I would make fun of. I'm like, uh, I mean, we're not the type of company that will make pedals that sound like farts. Now there is. Mm-hmm. It's not us, but there, <laughs> that is available. I am going to say, I definitely played a prototype pedal that uh, we are, uh, you know, fooling around with the basic circuit, but the version you sent me had a fart mode. If you turned it all the way around, it got very farty, Brian. I liked yes, it. Others were less keen on the uh, on the Little, stuttering fart noises. More, more of a jagged, gassy sort of thing. You yeah, know? Mm. Velcro gassy. No, jagged gassy. I, I'm, that I'm sounds like all you of these words down for our next yeah. pedal. This is the most jagged, gassy, Velcro-like pedal you have ever played. <laughs> Introducing the fart distortion. Right. Uh, but also, um, Rob mentioned that you talked about hand sanitizer and Namthrax. We all believe that you got pre-COVID yes. COVID at Nam. That's what we think. I did. I, I got the Namvid 19. Yeah, yeah, I think it was like yeah. real COVID. And uh, Nam this year or next year, I guess, no winter Nam, just a summer Nam. How do you just feel? Just one summer Nam. Mm, I'm on the fence because on one hand, it's exciting. I, I... I wouldn't. I didn't think I'd feel this way, but I actually miss doing NAMs because it's like that's the only time I get to see Blake. You know, it's mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like it's, it's the people that I only get to see at NAMs, and I, I kind of miss that. Uh, I don't miss getting sick <laughs> after <laughs> NAM. Uh, I don't miss all the preparation for NAM. Oh God, no! The month but, before NAM. Oh, uh, yeah, it's it's hell. Um, it's like summer living NAM, with a teenager. <laughs> yeah, summer NAM is Why not isn't nearly it as bad done but, yet. <laughs> yeah it's uh lots of last minute oh i need to overnight 15 cables to anaheim you know mm-hmm. um stuff like that but i don't know i don't know we'll see if we do it or not i don't know i'm, I'm split uh, yeah i i think the reaction is mixed at the moment though because yeah. there's uh, i think you posted the thread about it um, yeah and, and i saw 50 50 a lot of big names coming out straight away saying nope i may attend it but i'm definitely not exhibiting it mm-hmm. at it yeah that's what that's what we're doing we're not we're super not gonna have a string joy booth which sucks because for the now canceled uh would have been 2021 winter nam we were like okay we're gonna do nam like legit we're gonna get a nice booth we're going to do it the old school way. We're going to have the meetings. We're going to kiss the babies and all that stuff. We're going to do it the old school way and see what happens. And if it doesn't work out, we're never coming back. That was the plan because we've never really given it. We've been there, but we've never given it a real proper go. Um, and we were all really excited about it because we we, we've had small booths and just kind of been there, but we've never really like done it, done it in a cool way. And... Um, yeah, it's kind of a bummer to say, but this year we're still on the. I don't know about this. I don't know about this summer one. No, it's I, still. Uh, I, I don't probably know what go. The, we're not. We're not showing though. I know that right. much. I don't know yeah. what the news is like in your country, but over here it's kind of like, oh look, here's another variant. 
Everybody needs to get more vaccinated. And also, we're probably locking you down in the new year. We're just going to let yeah. you know that now. So, I don't know, man. It's uh... Here it's basically, at least in rural parts of Indiana, it's more like, I'm tired of it. I'm just not going to do any. I'm not going to follow anything anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting any more vaccines. I ain't wearing no goddamn masks. Um, Tater. Are you all right? <laughs> yeah, you got, you got a lot of Tater Swifts that start coming out like, I ain't doing that goddamn stuff anymore, no, sir. I mean, ain't doing it. The thing is, I, I'll say what I kind of said to my daughter because she is of the age of like, look, I, I mean, over here, the government has proved to be somewhat hypocritical with Christmas parties happening when the rest of the country was locked down, allegedly. A government would never be hypocritical, Richard. No, I don't want to take mouth. this political. However, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to. No, I'm not really. Um, and it's English politics. It's not real politics. We don't even have guns. We just have umbrellas and cups of tea. But um, <laughs> my my daughter was like, I am definitely not following a lockdown if uh, another one happens because Boris's party is corrupt. I'm like, darling, we're not going to lock down because the government tells us. We're just going to do it because it's sensible to avoid catching the lurgy while it's out there in you know general um, circulation. So... Hopefully, she's understood that it's actually just being sensible, not following governments that keep you alive. I'm lucky to get my kids to wear their damn seatbelts, let alone get a vaccine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't do worry, you have Richard. Seatbelts on your lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> I do, oddly enough. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Blake. Don't- I was going to say, don't worry, Richard. It's just nice to know that hypocrisy in government is an international thing that we all get to experience together as one unified brotherly bond. You know, yeah, that's it's really the great. universal currency of the greasy palm. Yeah, look after right. them, themselves and their friends, and everybody is doing well as long as it's themselves and their friends. So, mm-hmm. anyway, that ends the news reporting. So, we're all on the fence <laughs> a little bit, I think, about NAM, though. Um, yeah. But what we do need to do is lay down some solid predictions now so that in 150 episodes we can come back and go, see, we were right. So I'm going to predict electric cars. Wow. Oh, shocking. I think we're going to go to Mars at some point. I think there's nice. going to be a metaverse for sure. Um, what we're else all going to be eating pills instead of food. <laughs> not if I have anything to say about it, we're not. <laughs> this is where Blake storms off. I'm out of it. <laughs> yeah, that'll be on Mars if you try to get me to eat pills instead of. Food. By pills, you mean peanut butter. I'm already there. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm going Only to lunch. You uh... can make that association. I mean, it's not I'm that big freak, of a leap. I, I, see, I see where he's going with it. It's kind of a Soylent Green situation where it just sustains him. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's it's just fats and proteins. Well, you know? That's all I need. That's all I need. I don't care what it tastes like. I was chatting to Jamie Humphreys, who is just such an extraordinarily good guitarist the other day, mm-hmm. uh, and he did an amazing demo for the Pantheon. Um, but uh, he went through the keto diet uh, to lose some uh, pounds, mm-hmm. and he's a big chap like me in fact he's about six foot seven i think um uh he was saying whole earth peanut butter and celery is the the snack uh that you need in your life richard so Heck yeah i bought two kilograms of whole earth peanut butter from amazon for about six yeah, it's, pounds it's got to be real peanut butter not the not the jiffy lube no stuff. it's not the sort of <laughs> the goober grape that i would actually rather eat um, <laughs> right. this is the you eat like a teaspoon full of it or as uh, i don't know five five quartic ounces or whatever you'd call it in america <laughs> but it gums your mouth together like concrete it's, it does i mean mm-hmm. they could build houses with this stuff surely yes. i love really that good. stuff I love yeah, the, nice. the natural peanut butter. It tastes so good to me. I don't know. I grew up eating the sticky stuff, and I'd re- way rather have the the kind you got to stir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we've stir. talked about peanut butter a lot on this podcast. We do. <laughs> we should be sponsored by a Hold peanut up. butter company. Come come talk to us. We will. Yeah. <laughs> Amazon right? Basics peanut butter, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, Wampla peanut butter. Mm. You could buy that with Wampla co- uh, pedal. We got sausage. We got pedals, and we need peanut butter. We yeah. need peanut butter. That sounds like the recipe butter. for a great night out. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, right, man. yeah. So um, 
Good stuff. Peanut butter. It, it is what you live off, though, Bryce. So I thought of you when I ordered that. Um, yeah. Uh, what else has been going on? Um, oh, I do have something I want to talk about. I don't, mm-hmm. It made a little bit of a stir, actually. Uh, and I okay. think you probably saw the thread there, um, Blake. But um, Ryan over at 60 Cycle Hum did a review of actually what looked from the surface to be quite a nice-looking guitar. But it turned out he was not a fan of the guitar. Now, people are under the misapprehension, I think, that when we send products to people for like demos or reviews, mm-hmm. they have to give us a positive review. Let me tell you, if they're speaking, I mean, if they're playing, they're just going to make it sound good, of course. But if they're speaking, we have no say over what they say. Um, and in fact, quite a few of them will say before they do a demo. I'm going to do a review. I'm not going to do a demo. I will tell you what I think about this and, you know, live with it or, or you know, we won't be doing it again. So Ryan did a demo of a guitar. It wasn't a very good guitar. I won't mention the mate because we don't need that heat on us. But You can find it. You can find you, it. And it did look like it looked good from 10 feet away. I looked at it without my reading yeah. glasses on. It looked like, um, I, I guess, a Charvel or something like that. It was yeah, a lovely but you orange. see the details and it's bad. Yeah. It's, oh. It was rough. Well, because <laughs> I was watching it in the living room whilst Anna was watching um, I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here or some <laughs> show like that. I had it on the uh, subtitles, so I didn't actually hear any of it. I just saw what he was saying. But when I saw that nut with like a millimeter gap between the oh. wood and the nut, I was like, there's something very wrong here. So yeah, he also used the rat's bane on it, which is great, except oh, I don't know whether we really wanted the rat's bane to be associated with the world's <laughs> worst guitar that he's reviewed, that he's been sent in the last year, just to caveat it out. Um, but there was quite a lot of hoopla afterwards. I saw... The company got involved blake do you know more about what happened yeah so this company so we should say this is just it's not a hundred percent clear what's going on so this guitar is one of those like amazon brand not amazon basics but like one of those companies that just sell stuff on amazon right um and that's where ryan's guitars they contacted him they asked him to do a demo and he gave them like here's my rate, and as Ryan's been very public and he's he's very honest about all this stuff. I know for a fact he is. You know he's like I don't charge for my opinion. I charge for my time. So my opinion is my opinion, and he told him all that. You know, they got it set up. They sent him a guitar, which apparently came from just like some warehouse somewhere, and he reviewed it, said it was terrible, and then they reached out to him to say, hey, let us send you one of the ones from our USA warehouse, not wherever this other one came from, that comes pre-set up and pre-inspected and pre-gone over. And Ryan was like, no. He's like, that's already something that people get after YouTubers for in the first place, is that we actually get special guitars um, from companies, you know. And in some cases, I'm sure that's true. If I was sending some somebody something to review... I would certainly make sure it was the best thing I could send them. You know, that seems logical. Uh, But you should do that with everything that you put out. Um, Some of these more affordable guitar brands, they don't have the, uh, they simply don't have the margin to have a big QC budget, which is why they're 100 and 200 bucks or whatever they are. Anyway, they didn't like that he didn't want to have one of their specially set up guitars and so they went into the comments on his and thinking and, and accused him of having the guitar for over a year before doing the review. He only had it three months. Um, just all kinds. Of, it, it was really a bad look, in my opinion, for the company. They were just basically saying that he was being unfair to them. And I don't know. Sounds like you guys just screwed up. That's what it sounds like. And he gave his honest opinion and you didn't like it. I, I I don't know what to say. That's not his fault. Right. I I mean, I don't think anyone, um, Ryan aside, because I think, you know, his videos are his videos and they're always the same. So you kind of know what you're going to get with them. I don't mean that in a a bad way. It is literally Ryan being honest and therefore you get the same, you know, 
mix each time. What the end result is, who knows? Mm-hmm. But no one really covered themselves in glory in the threads that I read because it all got a bit silly. Uh, and I just think, ugh, companies should know when to not talk. You know, if that <laughs> yeah. was the company posting, we, we don't know that. So this is all hearsay and we saw this and it, read It was this. somebody claiming to be the company. Right. So, uh, so I think it it's no some... different... Th- I think Go it's ahead, no Brian. different than me telling hitting Polly whenever he's talking about the gearbox and the orange font on it about posting in the comments. Henning, you're wrong. You could totally read that orange font on the orange paint. <laughs> Is that the same thing? Thanks, I, Richard. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I so hate you. Oh. If I had my friend Andy Wood here, he would back me up because <laughs> we looked at black, we looked at white, and we decided on bright orange on dark orange because we thought no would would be so. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. I'm going to yeah. have to calm down. What what I need to calm down is is a device like you seem to have behind you at the moment, Brian. Are you mainlining cannabis into your room at the moment? Because there's just a jet of smoke above your shoulder. Yeah, I'm just, just wondering like, whether you've given up on ju- like. <laughs> judging by the image, life. it looks like uh, yeah, I, I stuck uh, you know some sort of THC dispensing device or something in a room. It's but like it's you just... canned Tommy Chong and put him in a little box. And it's Either just that, blowing out. Or, yeah. or your chair's got an exhaust, and you're getting rent up in a minute. You're just gonna take off. <laughs> Oh, that's quite good. Uh, doesn't work for, uh, for for the radio audience, though, Brian. I'm afraid. No, yeah, it doesn't. Does it? What, what, so, what yeah, put that? your shirt Some, back on. Yeah. It's it's actually just a uh, humidifier because it's so dry here in Indiana right now, and my guitars have turned into slide guitars because mm. you know the lack of moisture in the air. So I'm trying Ugh. to put the moisture back in the air or yes. learn how to fret a lot harder. <laughs> <laughs> well, one or the other, it both work, but yeah, all my guitars are toast. In fact, if you look at the Pantheon video, I was struggling with it. You I don't were. know if you can tell, yeah. but it was and because the action, the action was like an inch high, and I didn't have enough time to work on the guitar and get it done and get the video out in time. So I'm like, ah, I'm going to have to struggle through this one. Actually, wow. we're on I'm going to take um, a closer look at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, while we're on the subject of the Pantheon video, though, bro, I was chatting to Lee mm-hmm. from. Um, pedal boards of doom earlier and yep. he was like the number one question people are asking me about the pantheon deluxe is can it go from like a very light gain to a very heavy gain on the other side and my answer was yes it absolutely can and he was like well you guys need to make a video where you're kind of showing how because i have mine like one side is just a nice light boost and the other side is a little bit heavier and mix the two and suddenly harmonics all over the shop so Maybe as an idea for a video, we could do a kind Maybe. of setup uh, I mean, at some point. I like to believe that whenever I explain it, like each channel can go from completely clean to <laughs> super duper distorted with the switches and such. That would mean, if you think it through, both channels could either do super clean or super distorted. Which, if you think it through just a little bit further, that would mean that one channel could be super clean. He's sounding shit. And the next like- channel. He, could he's be ranting. It's starting. I can see the redness coming I mean, in I'm his just, eyes. I'm just, I, I'm not that bright of a person, but I'm thinking a person can make that leap if they wanted to. Is, Need to inhale some but, more but, of your humidifier. But I don't understand. <laughs> I'm confused. But can the pedal do like kind of crunchy? You didn't say that. So I'm confused. <laughs> well, yeah. see, that would be, let's say, let's kind of say on a scale. Velcro type sound. Um, <laughs> jagged, gassy. <laughs> it's jagged and gassy. Jagged, gassy. We need more liquid words. Liquid shardy tone. Yes. <laughs> Did you just say liquid shardy tone? Yes. And yes. that's the title of the podcast right there. <laughs> In fact, that's also the title of my next album, I think. <laughs> yes. Well, yes. Good stuff. Good stuff. Ah, now um, who is it who's bringing the tone down? It's definitely not I this time. Not not Sir you this Wampler. time. No. It's my new song I just wrote called Life Without Sharts. It's based on that. <laughs> yep. yep. I, I have got at least one story on this subject, but it's definitely not coming out. Uh, it doesn't involve me either on, <laughs> on, on the podcast. 
Um, How did we get on this? I, How did that come to my mind? Because of all my, things, it's my that's what came out. A scatological I'm, fixation, Wampler. <laughs> Everything with you ends up coming down to poo-poo and pee-pee. <laughs> it does. It almost, it's like fifth grade elementary boy behavior. I'm so... Uh, I'm so ashamed of myself. <laughs> well, not, we're not, ashamed you're of not, you too, to be fair. Yeah. So not ashamed enough company. that you're not going to put this podcast out. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fact. Um, what else uh, have I seen this week? Uh, I did see the I, uh, Mike Matthews had his 80th birthday. Yeah. I don't know whether you guys saw any of the posts about that. And he had no. a, a few famous folk uh, writing Matthews letters. Mike Matthews is 80, huh? I'll be damn. Yeah, I mean, he... He's done good for 80, man. Yes. Wow, I'm going to start chewing cigars. No kidding. I'm going to buy some cigars. Well, yeah. I mean... Jeez. Firstly, he's still working at 80. In an industry yes. he must love. Every day. Yeah, like he's probably, running the right? company. Yeah. yeah. Secondly, as you say, you wouldn't have thought that a man who is permanently chewing a cigar and looks like he may have had one or two special cigars in his life... You know, he seems to be pretty pretty fit and healthy, uh, especially judging by the picture on the EHX batteries. Not sure when that was actually taken. Um, so, yes, happy birthday in retrospect to him. Uh, but I I love that. He's like an industry uh, leader, I guess, that you would say. Oh, 100%. We wouldn't have a lot of the things that we have without Mike Matthews, you know, and his team that he built around him, of course, like I know that he wasn't the one sitting there coming up with the new synth stuff necessarily on the, maybe, maybe conceptualized it. I don't know, but, um, but man, the, the big muff, the d deluxe memory man, all that stuff. And I know he had people help him with that stuff, but he was still the one driving the ship and yeah. uh, it really totally changed the course of music, not just the pedal industry. Mm. Something that always impressed me about Mike Matthews is that, in this industry, it's it's built upon a lot of entrepreneurial type people, of course. You know, people that are like, I like doing this, so therefore I'm going to make a business out of doing this. And he kind of took it a step further. And rather than just being like self-employed, he turned it into this enterprise that does a lot of different things. And he's running the entire business more like a CEO would, which, I mean, that could kind of be taken in a negative way. I don't mean in a negative way, but... He's doing it in such a way that, um, I don't know, it, it really shows a lot of insight and brilliance, I think, in, in a lot of things he's done over the years just to keep things going. Mm. You know, even through the, the down times and almost folding, you know, he made it through that very well. And Did, um, Didn't he actually fold? Didn't he go into, like, some kind of folding I think they, situation and then I don't come know back, the exact or... details. I don't know if they went just into, like, I mean, you could go into bankruptcy and still stay in business. Yeah, sure. So sure. I'm not sure exactly like what happened there. No, no, but he definitely. But I mean, rose. you know, he definitely had some down times that yeah. he came back from. And that is what makes any great man. You know, it's not the cards that we get handed and and how we play them. It's it's the cards we get handed that put us down and how we get back from that. That's what really defines a character. And he is definitely a character. I think. Mm -hmm. um, I'd like to meet him actually. Out of everybody in the pedal super, industry, yeah, I super nice he guy. Is, he's the uh, he's he's the granddaddy, I guess, of uh, of our industry. So, yeah, now that was pretty cool. But yeah, he had messages. I think I saw John Frashanti and uh, I saw Bootsy Collins. I can't remember who else I saw, but I thought that was a really nice thing to do. They obviously went out and asked people to put nice messages together for his birthday, and, and I think that's a lovely thing they did. So. Well done, Electro Harmonics, I say. I thought uh, John's was particularly nice. I actually shared it on the Tone Mob page because I thought it was so nice. I was like, this is just... shows. It shows what... Um, just going a little bit out of your way to, you know... Especially John was talking about when he was 14 at NAM or whatever. I think it was... I think he said 14. Mm -hmm. so just going a little bit out of your way to kind of show somebody some attention can have a massive impact. And, you know, you might end up being a guitar player in one of the Definitely, biggest bands yeah. in the world. You yeah. Know? <laughs> like, it, you never it, know. So that, you know, as you say, it's the amplification of, 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 I guess it's the butterfly effect, just literally 
plant that little bit of, oh, my metaphors are all over the place tonight. Plant that <laughs> seed and it will grow into a butterfly. That's not what I meant. But, um, you know, just that random action that you do not expect to have a, a good reaction that just, mm-hmm. yeah, butterfly trees. Yeah. I don't know. And on people in glass houses sink ships, you know? That, like, that's it. Uh, <laughs> or whatever. Speaking no. of sinking <laughs> ships... Um, <laughs> This podcast is going down. <laughs> glass houses sink ships with boaters. Well, if you wanted to clean your glasses, you could do a lot worse than some of John Mayer's signature laundry detergent. <laughs> no. Am I right, fellas? Or no. am I right? You are right. You are right. I'm I'm for it. I'm no. for the laundry detergent. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Okay. I the laundress. I have not seen this. I've not seen this. It's a little cheaper than a PRS Silver Sky. <laughs> the scent of Way Out West, handpicked by Mayer himself, is described as rich, soulful, accord of amaris, neroli, black pepper, musk, and woods. I mean, that sounds very fancy. What would what would Brian's signature Send beef. <laughs> this one's, this one's got a hint of goats and peanut and a little butter. Bit of peanut butter. <laughs> Some skull. There's a little bit of skull little, in there. A little bit of skull wintergreen on the edge, if you think about it. And lead-based <laughs> solder. Right, lead-based solder. All you need is a, a pinch between your cheek and gum. Notes of diesel just <laughs> to make the uh, aroma waft. Right, right. Act now and get your free truck testicles. <laughs> Patrons know that reference. Um. <laughs> oh, that's right. That was a Patreon thing. I, I'd forgotten that was not a main. Sorry, main podcasters. Uh, you'll have to listen to the Patreon for that for the uh, yeah, inside we, joke there. Yeah, uh, well, we couldn't have put that one out on the main episode. We no, that been. was a rude episode. Um, <laughs> that was bad. That was a that bad was episode. Bad. <laughs> oh, dear me. So, uh, laundry detergent. Are you going to be changing brand, Bri? Uh, are you mm. going to be smelling like, you know, a- I guess and Wildwood? The real question. I do. I do like John Mayer. Uh, oh, let me back up. Whoa! As a person, I think John's fine. He's, he seems like a good person. As a player, um, you know, when is Greg Cock coming out with his laundry detergent? Because I'd be Grissel. all over that. The oh. grissa, the grissa cleaner. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, John Mayer's not my bag, musically. Um, I, I know this doesn't you know, apply to either I, I of us. I need a little more swing in my stuff, but um, Brent Mason, he could come out with some. Brad Paisley, of course, would come out with some fine laundry detergent for me. Um, but you don't I'll give it a try. That. I'd be willing to do a YouTube video demonstrating the laundry detergent. You know, John, if you need yeah. someone to do that, let me know. Oh dear, what have I started? (laughs) You know, I'm sure that there's somebody out there that would love to spend hours watching you do the laundry. People will watch. Amanda, I think is the person. Right after I do the dishes. Yeah. Amanda would love that. She would be a big fan. (laughs) Speaking of big fans, Bri. I, yes. I noticed from the uh, Wampler posts, now this will be going out um, at, at, around the time of Christmas almost, I would say. But yes. I noticed from some of the posts, you've had some unwanted visitors into your guitar studio. I have. I keep. I come out here every day and <laughs> the, my, the elves have been positioned in a new situation. Mm-hmm. Um, today or last week, as you heard this, they uh, they decided to destroy a roll of toilet paper in here, and it was fancy so toilet that. paper too, not the cheap stuff. I, I imagine my surprise, and I'm like, this actually cost me money. <laughs> imagine yeah. my surprise as I tried to sellotape it back together. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make a big ball of it, and I thought I could probably just stick this in the bathroom, and somebody will end up using it. <laughs> I mean, that's a to- that's totally a me move. Like I would take that ball and Just put it in the bathroom. Wrap it, I'd be like, yep, wrap it back around your hand uh, and make I'm another. I'm not roll. throwing this away. I'm I'm that guy. That's terrible. We just I invented the shot wad. I think we have <laughs> <laughs> the festive shot wad from Wampler Wyland Oliver Industries. <laughs> I like it. Uh, so yes, I I'm 
I am intrigued. I did get a little text message from the perpetrator of the elf-based activities before they took off, and I was like, this is brilliant. This is so funny. And it is something, I know, um, I, we, we mentioned this earlier, I know Alex used to love this sort of stupidity at Christmas. So yeah. I think it reminds me of him, and I'm definitely there for whatever she yeah, uh, has got planned for you. <laughs> yeah, Alex liked to... Uh... Uh, like to move the elves around for the kids and he just had a fun time doing that so it's uh, it's fun to kind of do it and just think of him a bit yeah um which it was a weird side benefit because i just thought it was fun to see you uh struggling to restring guitars and things like that but <laughs> it, it absolutely when you mentioned it it was 100 percent his sense of humor uh mm-hmm. so yeah um yeah kind of a nice little tribute in a way i guess so uh, I can't, like I said, I can't wait to to see what was next. I was like, would it be wrong for me to tell her to get like a little bag and fill it with green herbs and then spill it <laughs> next to an elf and then have the elf line? I was like, well, his kids might get the wrong idea, so maybe maybe I shouldn't suggest that. When did one. Dad start smoking the ganja? Yeah, <laughs> probably not a he? good idea. When no. didn't he? That's the question. <laughs> That's, I don't need to smoke it. I got a 24-hour THC dispenser <laughs> right behind me. I, 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 I like it when it's over your shoulder. That That is it, entertaining. Yeah. Or if I, well, if I didn't have headphones on, you can make it come out of my head. But, yeah, I got you. <laughs> simple things please simple minds, as they say. That's right. Oh, nice. Bro, <laughs> sticking oh, my finger. Hey, that's good. Holding sticking his finger my finger up, so, so it looks like, like it's, it's coming out of my finger. Oh. Mm-hmm. Listeners, this is a visual treat. Par excellence. <laughs> You're just going to have to picture the steam erupting from Wampler's magnificent index finger, just pouring forth billowing smoke from the end of his fingernail. Uh, it was, it was it's on a brick, Blake. Have you swallowed a dictionary today or something? That's that's some fine prose coming from you there, my fella. <laughs> You're going to want to note that. 36 seconds. You're going to have to cut that one out, Brian. <laughs> 36 minutes. What? Is shit on a brick not allowed? Uh, I thought you said something else. No. Mind. No. I said shit <laughs> on a brick. Now I've said it three times. Now i got to put a little explicit thing next to the podcast. No, you just have to beat no, you that do out have to. with a nice farty noise. That would be oh, perfect. There you go. There you if go. only there was a pedal. That could do such a thing. And if only I, we knew someone brain enough I need, to think of one. Right. I need to acquire... Uh, you know what? We can just make a plug-in that does it. We'll just do it with plug-ins. You know? I think what mm-hmm. you actually just need is a sound sample of a fart, therefore, Brian. I don't think it's the It's so plug-in... much more fun making a plug-in, though. Especially if I could just run it and every time someone cusses, it, it machine learns that and then just spits out a fart. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of uh, that would be machine funny. learning, who's been playing with the um, AI art app, Wombo Dream, that I uh, got into the other day? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what, let me write whoa, what? this down, what? huh? What? Where are you at? What's it called? Wombo didn't you, Dream? Didn't you see the art that I sent on the text messages? Oh, the the AI art. Yes, I did yes. see that. Yes, It's that was, fascinating. I, I think that I'll was talk- really good. It, yeah. it is really good, except if you look at it for long enough, you realize that it's of nothing. It's yeah. like literally none of the lines make sense, but you can... So, so the way it works, it it looks at search terms matching what you give it as a prompt and uses that plus many clever AI algorithms to figure out a painting in a style that you determine from those words. So... Um, I actually found the best way of learning how it worked to be a bit rude, but I'll talk about that on Patreon. But I did type <laughs> in like, so I typed in Pink Floyd and the image it came up with definitely had the dark side of the moon rainbow in it because that will be a massively searched term relating to Pink Floyd. And I could see elements of their other albums. In fact, the image looked really, really good. I then figured that the best way to do it was was look for images that were very distinct. So there was a way of making fantasy landscapes. So I put in like Cologne Cathedral, which is a beautiful Gothic cathedral. And it turned that into a really nice picture. And then I was typing in things like eye fractal, knowing that, you know, if you look for a picture of an eye, you're going to get a very unique eye sort of search result. And fractals are cool. And oh man, the art was really good. In fact, I might use it to do some album covers. Um, I've actually thought of a way of using it, not to create art for pedals, 
but to be the foundation for something we create. So I may actually do a pedal design using some AI art as a foundation. That'd be pretty cool. That would be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just I'll don't name it the. Don't name it the Martinsville pedal because then it'll just be like a combination of skull cans, uh, people riding around on lawnmowers, and then, you know, meth labs. So, I mean, it's, it's really interesting what you can do. I typed in some really outrageous things. But, uh, did you do anything like guitar pedals? Like what came up when you played? I did. So I did all of ours. I did Brian Wampler first, and I just got a picture of peanut butter. It was like a tub of... <laughs> and a goat head right in the middle of it. A tub yeah, of yeah. peanut butter. I'm just... Actually, you know what? I am going to tell you the word I typed in that gave me the best learning. It isn't that rude. I typed, I typed in the word tits because there are two things that it could come up with. And I wanted to see pictures of beautiful birds. And indeed... Yeah, you I, did. I had pictures of beautiful... The AI did its job perfectly. It could not dis- decide between whether I wanted to see human mammary glands or birds of the you know tit family i think that is the name of them you know what <laughs> god <laughs> good lord Jeez. this is not going in either this isn't i no. typed in virginia not that <laughs> right uh, uh, let's just cut all of that out and i'll come in at guitar pedals good all right lord. guitar pedals guitar okay. pedals cut all that out right so wombo dream the first thing I tried actually was typing in like Wampler Euphoria. Uh, I don't know why, I just had Euphoria in it and, and it came up with, I could definitely see guitar knobs. So I then tried typing in, uh, I, I was looking for guitar pedals that had unique names because the problem with Wampler Euphoria is it was mixing sausages up with the feeling of Euphoria. And I, I don't, you didn't want to see the picture. It, it generated. Yeah. There was a lot of taco <laughs> meat in it, Bri. Uh, so, but I did type in Brian Wampler to see what happened. There. What? That's what Wampler makes. Taco oh meat. Oh, my God. Not everything is a euphemism. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I thought you were talking about a picture from a Burt Reynolds from the 70s. Is that what you were talking about when you meant no. Taco? No, 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 no. It's been a good run, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> but you just have to talk to I typed in Tumnus, but of course, that is the um, famous one. I typed in um, Fender Guitars. That was a nice one because you could quite clearly see it coming back with the horns of loads of Stratocasters and then moulding it into something that didn't look like a guitar, but there was clearly a grid of strings. And I've seen uh, uh, one of our listeners, actually, Dave Trombetti, has been playing around with it, putting in uh, album names and, and song titles. It's fascinating what it comes up with. But I warn you, if you put dark stuff in, like the stuff that I'm definitely not going to talk about, it gets dark. Phew, I made well, it without saying the things that I didn't want to make. Jeez. <laughs> well, in, it's interesting that you are playing around with that because I am playing around with something sonically that takes other things and messes them up. Um, oh. I've had this plugin for a while. It's a soft synth by, uh, by Isotope. I got it as part of like a bundle pack, and I was just like, oh, now that I have a MIDI controller, I can actually use this thing. What is it called? Uh, it's called old uh, Iris Two. I've not Iris played with that two. actually. Everyone writes it down. Yeah, yeah, I'm googling madly googling for it right now because I'm like, ooh. As soon as I, I said uh, I've that, been doing a lot of MIDI controller stuff as well lately. Uh, let me check this out. Yeah, but Brian, as I've said to you, there isn't a good MIDI control surface for a fiddle. So you know. <sighs> You're just going to have mean, you, to do with the samples. You actually, it's funny you say that because I literally have been <coughs> trying to find this morning a, a good sample for a fiddle. I can find violin stuff all over the place. Yeah. But a fiddle is just, it's a different style completely, even though it's the same instrument. I need to hook and, you up uh, with my friend Keith. He is a fiddle maestro. That would work. That would work. I even thought about uh, contacting Justin from Brad Paisley's band. Like, please just put some stuff down on this song for me there, Justin. Or Andy. Um, Andy Wood has definitely got some... He, does he play stuff. fiddle? I, something tells me either he does or, like, his cousin does. I forget which because I okay. have no memory. But, um, yeah. No. Anyway, I mean, how are you liking the thing is, Iris? I, I, <laughs> I hate to bother people, like, with 
you know, my request of needing a fiddle because I'm still learning like mixing and mastering and recording. Like, I don't think I'm good enough to really pay someone for a fiddle yet. So, well, you could just come over to England and see the, um, the, uh, politicians at the Houses of Commons because they're all on the fiddle. Uh, and <laughs> anyway, back to, uh, Isotope Iris 2, Blake. <laughs> Hashtag dad joke. Yes. So what you guys do? glitched out so hard after I said that. I, I'm like barely with the conversation. But I realized you guys had a whole conversation that I wasn't really a part of anyway. So that works <laughs> out. <laughs> Once this is uploaded, you can go back and listen to it. It'll be great. Yeah, it'll be great. <laughs> so um, short version is uh, I've been writing songs and I need a fiddle component to a MIDI controller. Gotcha. I need a fiddle patch is what I need. I well, can't this, find it. This will not help you with that. <laughs> uh, but what it will help you with is if you... So I made this like baritone chugga-chugga thing for Instagram here, I don't know, a month or two ago with the HM2. And I was like, this is pretty cool. And I realized Iris, it's sample-based. And so you can load in any WAV file. It doesn't matter what it is. I loaded it, actually loaded in my whole Tom record into it just to play around. Um and then you can it processes it, and you can process it in a million different ways with all these LFOs and add reverbs and do all kinds of things to it. And then you can play it on your MIDI controller as an instrument. This like a is totally only new thing. Ten dollars right now. I know it's so cheap. I am. It's, I'm going to stop this podcast so I can buy this real quick and play dude, with it. It's this. twenty dollars, so Brian. It's ten dollars USD. No, you have to buy two licenses and send me one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 phenomenal, and I I've had it just hanging out on my computer for a while. I just didn't have any way to utilize it until now. I loaded that chugga chugga riff into into it, and I made this in like bonkers like industrial weird soundscape with it. Uh, and I, I added a little a little bit of a sequence bass and some other things here and there, but largely it's all based on that sample. And I'm I'm loving this plugin right now. I'm gonna make so much crazy nonsense with it. It's so good. I love soft synths. I yeah. I can. That's why I've always been like, for my talent on a keyboard, just get a controller keyboard that feels good. Don't worry about the size or any of the features because soft synths are amazing. Mm-hmm. I use the um. UVI workstation synths, which basically give you all of the classic synths of the 70s and 80s in like seven or eight different packages. It's brilliant stuff. You can just get so lost in it. So I'm definitely trying this out. Oh, yeah. You're going to love it. I'm sure a lot of the listeners, it's been around. It's it, Isotope's made great plugins for years. So I'm sure a lot of people have tried it. I just had never tried it before. But I got this slick new Novation key launch the other day. Oh, went to Guitar nice. Center and just bought it because I was tired of not having a MIDI controller. and uh, Which one did yeah. you get? Which one did you get again? The Key Launch 61. Key Launch 61. The Novation mm-hmm. keyboards are great. Um, I They were on my shortlist when I bought my keyboard, for sure. Yeah, too expensive for me. I need a new MIDI controller, for sure, but uh, I can't be asked to How spend that much. How many keys are you yet. after, Bri? What? It's not that much. It's like as much as what, a, whatever a this pedal. little thing is. This uh, is that an actor? This Elisus V Mini. That's like twenty four something. Like it that. is. Uh, yeah, that's. And they're not. They're. You can see how big my hand is in comparison to it. It's impossible to really get down on the MIDI controller when they're this small. Brian's hand is so hairy. He's got hair growing out of the palms as well as the back. I look like Teen Wolf. Yeah, I really do. <laughs> now I I like the sixty one because it fits for the kids. <laughs> very timely yeah very timely reference that team uh i liked the, i went with the 61 because it fit nicely in my drawer in my hmm. standing desk so i was able to slide that in i can pull it out when i need it or just close it up and i went with the novation i was no- originally looking at the arteria one yeah and i'm still within the time frame uh on being able to return this one i like the novation so far and the keys felt mildly better to me are they weighted? Um, semi-weighted. Okay. They're they're all semi-weighted in this. In you can go up to the next level, which is quite a bit more. Yeah. Um, and I just I don't know for the amount that I use it, I don't know that I need it. Although I would like nicer keys, but these are these are decent. They're not bad. 
Um, no, and I the mean, feature set's really deep, so I'm having fun with it. Mine are semi-weighted. Um, again, I am not a constant pianist. I don't know whether you've noticed. Um, some people have said words similar, but definitely not a concert <laughs> pianist. <laughs> um, More like a pianist. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't need it. Uh, so I, I looked at the Akai uh, MPKs, which are the really tiny keyboard, which Brian you should probably look at. And I ended up with a Roland one, which was a little bit more expensive because the keys were a little bit nicer. Um, but again... Which I... Roland one do you have again? Uh, hold on. I'm going to have to move away from the mic to look at the number. This, You're really talking me into this, both with the software and the MIDI controller. <sighs> but, yeah, this I, I'm really liking this Novation one. Um, yeah, I've been doing so, so much writing. I've been I've been living with a MIDI controller basically. I, just... I was in the same situation. My Yamaha CP, I think what's it, CP eighty eight or whatever, is a little bit bigger than that. Um, but it, it's a MIDI controller too. But it's just I needed bigger keys. I couldn't deal with that. So I've it... got the <clears throat> excuse me, the Roland A three hundred Pro. Okay. Uh, which I don't... Uh, what does it tell me about it? Uh, velocity sensitive. So they're not even semi-weighted. They're just velocity sensitive keys. Oh, they are. Okay. Yeah. But that, again, like I say, for me, that's all I need. Um, I don't need to be able to do the thing in uh, Ghostbusters or any of that sort of stuff. So the weighting is not there for me. But it is just really high quality. Everything about it just feels nice. Plus, it's quite small. Um it's slightly more than two octaves, so I think it's like two octaves and eight notes or something like that. Let's see. Let's I'm glad see, you did see. talk me out of the. Thirty-two I was, keys. I was, I was convinced I needed the eighty-eight keys because I'm used to a regular piano, which I have here. But and I love, I love how that thing feels and plays. And so I was like, I want the same experience on my MIDI controller as I have on my piano. But when I really got to looking at my space constraints and how I would actually use a MIDI controller versus a piano. Yeah. I was just like, uh, no. What's 61 more is plenty. Yeah. It's plenty. A yeah. Absolutely. And like I say, for me, 32 is plenty, because what mm -hmm. you need more than anything on a MIDI controller, and this is good information for you, Bri, is solid sliders, knobs, and, um, like, expression-y sticks. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. what you end up doing more... Is fucking with those. Sorry, you're gonna have to beat that one out because <laughs> you're killing me. You're killing me with the edits. Two minutes. Richard said the f bomb, but you tend to kind of noodle with one hand and do effects with the other hand a lot more yeah. than you would. Obviously, if you were just sat at a grand piano, you would just be tinkling the ivories. But if you're sat with a synthesizer and you suddenly notice, oh, all of these sliders make different LFOs and different um sounds do things that's where the fun is bry so just get something with hmm. good control surfaces so all over. i'm looking right now at the novation launch key 37 because i don't think i need much more i don't need any more keys you know what? That, that's a think. very solid keyboard by the way it's gonna be is exactly it? like mine just a little bit a little yeah. bit narrower and 37 keys is five more than i've got it's way enough for someone the like yourself thing, who's gone the only, only thing you might want to look at brian is if you mm -hmm. think so on the novation i think the 59 is the cutoff for where they have the faders on theirs. Um, I think anything narrower than that, they don't. So if you need the faders, then, yeah, then you won't want to go to the... and pads on this one, but you have got two yeah. expression wheels, so you've got a pitch and a modulation wheel. And what's mm -hmm. the faders do exactly? Whatever you want. So you assign that to different parts yeah. Of, yeah. of the plugin. Now you have yeah. got rotary controls on that Novation launch key, so you could just assign those... <clears throat> Oh my gosh, uh, as faders, but it's better if you have a look at the um, Roland A300 Pro, you'll see that has rotaries, transport, a four-way or 3D, I guess they call it, um, modulation wheel, uh, and pads, sliders. The, I the other thing you'll want to look at is, you know, I'm, I'm only saying this because I recently learned all of it, not because I'm, oh, oh. Uh, you guys keep going. I'll be right back. Okay, okay, but I want the thing I'm telling you is is that that you're the one who needs to hear it. I need to hear it. I want to hear it. Okay, so 
you want to make sure, and this is what made me slide over to the Novation. So as a lot of people know, I'm still using GarageBand. Um, I will be going to Logic eventually once I once I uh, find something I can't do, which I'm nearing that point. Um, you want to make sure that if you do some research on what controller works best with the DAW you're going to use. So the Novation yes, one yes, obviously yes. Uh, works, is it's designed to work with uh, Ableton. That's the yes. whole idea behind it. Yeah. Like it has full Ableton integration because they're the same company, but it also is designed to work uh, fully in Logic as well. And when I was reading a little bit of the pros and cons between the Arturia and the Novation, some people said that the connectivity with the Novation was a little bit better in Logic. Right, and I haven't, I haven't got there yet, but that's what I was reading. The Arturia is built uh, ultimately everything that uses the MIDI. Um, is it human inter human control interface or something? I forget what the HUI HUI. That's what I'm looking for. I forget human what user it stands interface. for. Yeah, that's I it. think that's it. So, something yeah. along those lines. Anything that sets itself up like that, you should be able to do your own patches, assign whatever you want. But it gets more and more complex the bigger your device. So, so, so I, have a, I have a question now. I'm looking at this Roland, which looks looks great. Um, I guess. <laughs> so let's say I'm using, I'm, I'm, I'm always using Logic. Yeah. Let's yeah. say I'm using their built-in sounds. I don't have any other yeah, software. No, and Oh, Logic. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. So whenever, and Blake, I don't, you, you may know this since you work more in this area, but if I'm using the built-in Logic sounds, then what, can I still assign this, the, the sliders to do, the, the faders to do stuff? Yeah. Or, I mean, yeah. Cause I'm not sure how that whole, aspect of it works so, at all. So this is exactly what we were talking about. A lot of keyboards will come ready to integrate with popular DAWs out of the box. So the Arturia one is more towards the Arturia software out of the box, whereas Novation is more towards Ableton. The Roland hmm. one was a little bit more agnostic. It was, I work nicely on Logic and I work nicely on Pro Tools for me. What you'll find is every instrument you load all of the things will do something. It may not be exactly what you want, but you'll be able to kind of like move them around. But generally, th things have moved so far from, you know, 20 years ago when you bought a MIDI keyboard and had to like literally patch everything together. Now mm -hmm. they're kind of smart enough. So I think if you've got a chance, go and test a few. But if, if you look for one that's like Blake has done, relatively agnostic to its digital audio workstation environment then you should have loads of fun, Brian. I look forward to hearing some of the old... Oh, man. Well, you heard the song I did this morning. It was like... Bum -ba -ding -bum -ba -ding -bum -ba -ding That's right. Brian wrote some Bangra music. Uh <laughs> oh, speaking of Brian's music, I got a message from a, from a listener over the weekend about the intro music on Chasing Tone. Hmm. And, and he was like, who did that? I was like, oh, that's Brian. Well, um, actually, no. It's not? But no, it's not Brian. Thought it was. Brian. It is Adobe Music. It's um, what is the name of the band? Oh, this could be interesting. Um, let me see if I can find it. I oh, this is going to be really interesting. If I quit now, Spotify is giving me pop ups. What is up with that? Rocking for decades. That's the artist. Rocking, Rocking for, decade? for decades. Okay, no, it's on Spotify is... if you're interested. But I, I, we actually do license it from Adobe. We do. Got it. That so, is a uh, that is not as interesting as I was hoping it was going to be. Sorry, I, I did we originally. I was putting. Yeah, we should. Uh, originally, I was adding like a little bit more guitar to it, and then I just decided, eh, eh, I think it's okay as it is. You know, I, I, mean, I am compressing it, 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 a little bit. I'm compressing it and expanding it just a little bit. Um, to be so honest you feel with you, like you've done something, really. Isn't uh, it, well, it's it's <laughs> more I because made this. <laughs> it's more because what I'm putting on the final stereo out has there's some plugins going on there. Um, I'm not super happy with with what I've done with it so far. No, I think we need a new so. a new theme at some point. Um, maybe around episode 400, which isn't far off. So we should think about that one. But guys, we are seriously in in line for longest episode ever if we don't oh my gosh i didn't even look at the time see this is what happens when i start talking midi controllers i yeah. know it's exciting, it's exciting. By, the time I, by the time i cut out all your f words though we'll probably be like 30 minutes 
<laughs> no, please. It's a I, I have to say this podcast. as well, though, um, and I'm going to hold it to the camera, but I have spoken about this. The Korg Nano Control, which is just a USB transport and mixing thing, is mm-hmm. a great bit of kit. Um, it gives you all of what you would get on a transport and, and slider set built into a keyboard, but you can, of course, have that completely set up for your mixer so that it doesn't interfere. Um that's cool. Yes, that's my sale done. Hey, speaking of things that screwed up, I just realized my uh, volume on my mic was way up. So hopefully, I'm not clipping a bunch. You but it's going to be loud it at fun. some point. You were but, yeah. loud. I did wonder if it, I turned my headphones yeah. down because I thought it was just. Sorry. Me. Yeah, that was somehow I must, maybe I bumped it or something because it was like up all the way. So this is going to be a fun one to edit for sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be fun. Lots of fun. Well, I shall see you on the flip side, gentle folks. All right, we'll see you at Patreon to those who are subscribers and to those who aren't. What are you doing with your lives? That's where thank- all the fun is. That's hey, thank you. We're all, we're, we're all now getting minimum wage. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, we should say that. <laughs> thank because you. of our generous Big, patrons, thanks, actually. I am mm-hmm. now actually earning almost minimum wage, depending on whether I can keep it under an hour. So I'm earning less than minimum wage. <laughs> Brian, you're breaking the law. <laughs> Next week is a five-minute episode, so <laughs> Richard can make good wages for the hour (laughs) good night folks bye thanks for listening to the chasing tone podcast as always if you have any comments questions or concerns you can email podcast at wamplerpedals.com and i'll personally get your email to email blake simply email info at tonemob.com and richard can be reached at richard at wamplerpedals.com if you'd like to show your support for the show the simplest and free way to do that is simply to share this podcast with a friend leave a review and a rating wherever you normally get your podcasts also check out blake's podcast called the tone mob And make sure you check out WamplerPedals.com for blogs, videos, and, of course, guitar effects. If you'd like to hear the post-podcast conversations and to get even more content, to be be one of the cool kids on the bus, check out uh, our Patreon at patreon.com slash Chasing Tone Podcast. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.